eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're really excited because uh, there's a lot going on in the National Football League, Danny. Turns out drama and uh, backstabbing and injuries. So let's uh, we're joined by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey Original Podcast, In the Huddle, with our other good friend Jason Lockenfora and Carl Dukes, covering the entire NFL, and he joins us now. Uh, Baldy, good morning. How many times did you call out a fellow player or coach in your time, and what do you make of the Sean Payton and Nathaniel Hackett drama? Uh, I never did that. Uh, you know, never uh, poked a sleeping bear. I never did that kind of thing as a player. I I, listen, I I understand what Sean was trying to do. I just thought there was, you know, he really wanted to try to basically tell his quarterback that it wasn't your fault and we're going to give you a fresh start. And there was just a lot of stink left over from a year ago. I understand the reason why I did it. I just don't agree with that method at all. I, I thought you could have easily uh, done other things to help your quarterback out, to rebuild them. Um, but without calling Nathaniel Hackett out, it's just not necessary. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, he could easily call out the Denver Broncos and the organization for some of the things that they did to him. Uh, but he, he refuses to do that. And maybe uh, down the road, maybe he'll let people know what it was like in Denver. And it wasn't all on him. So there's always, there's always culpability when things don't go right. I just don't think you need to publicly do it. Well, and you also got Rodgers to respond to Peter Schrager, and he basically says, keep my name, my coach's name out of your mouth. And, and we saw some tweets, yeah. too, from other players. Like, I know it's a business locker room, but I'd imagine moments like that, sometimes it, it kind of galvanizes. You, it, 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 it brings together uh, more camaraderie and chemistry within a, a, an organization and what they're kind of expecting to do that season by kind of defending a coach, does it not? Well, I mean, that might be part of it. But to be honest with you, you hire a new coach because you want to, you believe that he's going to be the guy that's going to turn things around. They were the worst offense in football last year. There was a lot of reasons why that was. Injuries were a big part of it. Heck, Tim Patrick went down before the season started. Javante Williams was having a great season before he got hurt. They fumbled on the goal line three different times in games they could have won. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why they were a poor football team last year. Like, just go in there – like, you know, Sean took over, a, like, a perennial losing franchise in New Orleans, and he turned him into a perennial winning franchise. So, like, just go do what you do. Like, he's a good coach. And I just think ripping at other coaches 
Because, I mean, there was a time in New Orleans where seven and nine, three years in a row. You could have called Sean Payton out during that time. Then they had a, a miraculous draft with Kamara and Lattimore and Ramchek, and they turned things around. But you had three straight losing seasons in New Orleans. Nobody said Sean Payton was a bad coach. So I just think there's – I just think it's just not a good thing to do. Well, speaking of uh, not good things to do, uh, <laughs> if you're looking at the Colts situation right now as it pertains to Jonathan Taylor, do you think it's a bright idea to talk about putting him on an NFI list um, when Jonathan Taylor is saying, I've never had a back injury, I don't know where this is coming from, maybe check your sources a little bit? Well, I saw the, uh, I saw the tweet from Jonathan about it. I just think it's a bizarre time um, to say that you want to be traded. Uh, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, I mean, I know Jonathan. He's right from Salem, New Jersey, right here. I'm in New Jersey right now. Like, I know him and his father. I just think, like, with all the drama that has the running back position has been put through this year, if you wanted to put Jim Irsay up against the wall and say, trade me, I mean, there was a time to do that, probably before the draft. I mean, whether you don't like the direction that Shane Steichen has taken the team or you want a fresh start or whatever it might be, or if it's a contract situation, like doing it the first week of training camp when everybody's trying to put their teams together, like that's a difficult trade. I don't care who's interested in a running back right now and a really good running back, but you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot to go with that. There's compensation. You're going to have to, you know, figure out the contract. He's going to have to learn a new offense. I mean, there's just a lot at stake to make that claim right now. And so I, you know, from Jonathan's standpoint, the timing just isn't good to come out and make this kind of a claim. Yeah, it's a it's a really odd back and forth with Ursay now going public with some of this stuff. And as you mentioned, Taylor requesting the trade. This is Odyssey NFL Insider Brian Baldinger, host of In the Huddle podcast. You can find it. It's an Odyssey original podcast with Lock and Foro and Carl Dukes. Uh, in, a, in a contending way, Baldy, who's the team we're not talking about enough that you think takes the step this year and surprises people and maybe goes further than people think? Well, I think uh, you know. I think the Jets are going to be a good football team. I got to see how their offensive line comes together. That's the the biggest question mark on the team. But I think Aaron Rodgers has is doing. I mean, I've been up there a couple of times. They they've got depth and they've got talent. Uh, it's young talent, but I think these kids are sick of losing. Whether it's Quentin Williams or you know it's Garrett Wilson losing six straight games at the end of the season last year, I think they're tired of losing and are willing to do whatever it takes. I think they're going to be a good football team. And I think the Atlanta Falcons are going to be a good team. I think the coach is really good. Yeah, uh, The talent around the quarterback is exceptional. We all got to see what Desmond Ritter can do. Uh, he started four games in his career. He got better in each game last year. Um, you know, he's got the keys. Uh, he's got a lot of really good pieces around him, including a solid offensive line, a solid running game. And defensively, they've upgraded just about every position. So I just think, and they have a very favorable schedule, including the first two games at home, um, Carolina and Green Bay. So I just think things are kind of looking at Atlanta going, a lot of things are set up for this team to have a pretty dramatic turnaround. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baldy, if you're calling your shot, who's the uh, opening week starter for the 49ers at quarterback as they sort through their quarterback situation, at least? Oh, I think it's Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, anybody that didn't believe Brock Purdy um, was a significant upgrade at quarterback last year for the 49ers. Just really wasn't watching. Oh, that sixth play of the game against the Eagles. They've been putting up just about a 30 spot in almost every game. Um, and he, he was really good. Really good at distributing the ball, making good decisions, taking care of the football. Like he, was, he was what they were looking for. And while Trey Lance and Sam Darnold might battle it out for the number two and backup position, uh, I believe this is Brock Purdy's position this year and going forward. Yeah, Brian Baldinger, our guest here, Odyssey NFL Insider in the huddles where you can find his Odyssey original podcast. Uh, find him on Twitter as well. Uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting looking at the landscape uh, of everything right now and, and contenders and pretenders and a lot of talk right now. Injuries are happening. We saw Burrow get carted off, and we thought it was the worst possible thing. It ends up being a calf strain. Sounds like he's going to be... Uh, okay, but when I ask you to nail down Baldy, the division that's going to you know maybe turn out the most playoff teams, we had the NFC East do this a year ago, where they had three of their four teams turned out uh, playoff teams. What division catches your eye the most in terms of divisional race and most teams to make the playoffs? Well, I think the NFC East could have three playoff teams again. Hmm. Um, they were very close. You know, they didn't have a losing team last year in the division. Uh, even Washington was a, had a 500 record. Like, I could see the NFC East doing that again. Um, I believe the AFC North is going to be maybe the strongest division. Um, there might be a little bit of cannibalism within that division, uh, those teams playing against each other. But I'm, I'm getting ready to start an AFC North tour where I'm going to see Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Cleveland all in the next 10 days. I'm anxious to kind of just look at uh, how these teams, you know, line up um, and what they look like, because I think that's going to be really strong. Bully, I, I know it's hard to say after one year, uh, but if you look at this season, who ends up regretting paying their quarterback more, Jalen Hurts <laughs> or Lamar Jackson is with the Ravens? Uh, well, I was just told Jalen yesterday. I don't think anybody's going to have any regrets on that deal. Like, he's uh, he's as good as they come. I, I, I got to you know, I'm, I don't want to say Lamar because I want to see Lamar with more talent than he's had wide receiver than he's ever had and with mm-hmm. a different offensive coordinator. I want to see Lamar go do it, you know, get to the postseason, win postseason games. He's one in three in the postseason. He's got to play better if he could get to the postseason again. Uh, I feel pretty good about both quarterbacks, but I think Lamar has got to show that jump in the passing game that we all saw uh, Jalen Hurts take a year ago. How far do you think the Chargers go this year? Herbert gets the contract. Obviously, we root for him pretty hard out here in Oregon, given he's a duck. Uh, he's he's taken yeah. some big steps. He's statistically baldy, the best quarterback in the first three seasons in NFL history, basically, in all the major categories. What What is the expectation for the Chargers and Herbert this year? Well, I mean, playoffs, playoffs for sure. Now, you know, everybody's looking up at Kansas City in that division. They've won it six years in a row or seven years in a row. Um, you know, that's, that's the challenge for all the teams. But, you know, anybody that watches Justin Herbert throw a football, like that's what talent looks like. I mean, he's just dripping with it. He's, he's exceptional. Last year, 
All his, I mean, he was throwing to guys off the practice squad named Mike Gandy last year to try to get first downs. He played with, you know, torn rib cartilage that he had in the second week of the season. He's, he's exceptional. The Chargers have no excuses. They've got players, talent, and depth on this team this year. There's no reason why they can't go deep into the playoffs. And so the playoffs is the minimum for this team this year because they're really well built. The coach is under a microscope to make sure they get to the postseason. And, you know, if they're up 27 nothing in a game uh, in the postseason, they got to finish that game out. Baldy, perfect transition here for, for coaching hot seats. Who's under more pressure heading into this season, Staley or Belichick? Well, I don't think Bill Belichick's under any pressure. Um, you know, his record speaks for himself. Uh, he's been the most innovative and competitive coach in his business for two decades. I would say Brandon Staley by far. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got everything that you could possibly want. Um, you know, the, the defense lost a lot of players last year, J.C. Jackson and, and Bosa and whatnot. But uh, they got a better middle linebacker than Eric Hendricks. They got their secondary returning. Uh, they should be a formidable team. Brandon Staley's under the microscope right now. Baldy, I, I want to get you out of here with this. I, I'm not a fan of the team. I'm incredibly nervous for our Detroit Lion fans because the expectations are here, and that's not generally an organization that's lived up to expectations. So I, I don't know if you have a different one, but it's probably the fan base I'm most concerned about because I want them to be happy, but they're the Detroit Lions in my entire life. Detroit's never really been that great. Like I'm just nervous for them, really. I don't want them to have a heartbreaking season. I understand that, but I like Detroit. I, I like too. Dan Campbell. Yeah, I like the way they drafted. I like what they did in free agency this year. They won eight of their last ten. I know it's a year ago. Um, look, I think if, if if they're well coached, and Ben Johnson's going to be a head coach. He's their offense coordinator. He's going to be a head coach in this league soon. Like I, I believe in the Detroit Lions. I'm going to see him next week. I'm anxious to get to Motown to watch him and to see um, what the running back Jameer Gibbs looks like because I think he could be a real difference maker. But this is the time where you got to grab this division by the throat. It's, it's all theirs. The Green Bay's is not what Green Bay has been over the last two decades. Uh, I don't believe Minnesota's going to be better than they were a year ago. They've got a completely rebuilt defense right now. I, I think this is Detroit's division to win. And I think they have to embrace it. And I think the fans should be geeked up for it. Yeah, I, I noticed you didn't mention Fields there. I, I don't know how you feel about him, but you didn't mention him, so it kind of makes me yeah, it tells me kind of what you think. I, I well, will. Uh, I love I, look. I, I love Justin Fields. I loved him at Ohio State. Yeah. I still love him, and I think they're improving. I think they're going to be well coached. I just don't think defensively that they're there yet. I, I think you know when your rookie safety leads the team in sacks like he did last year, and they don't really upgrade the position. Like I think that's a real problem defensively, but I. I like Justin Fields. I think this offense is going to be good. A little bit like Detroit last year. The Detroit offense was really good. The defense was the worst in the league. I think they've taken a lot of steps to correct that. And I think that's kind of where Chicago is right now. I think they probably can win eight games this year behind a pretty good offense and really good play from Justin Fields. Yeah, good stuff. Odyssey NFL insider Brian Balding, our guest. Baldy, you know we love catching up with you out here in Portland. Let's do it again soon. Enjoy your tours around all the different camps, and uh, hopefully next time we talk with you and get your thoughts on the AFC North because I am fascinated 
what your takeaway is there with Cincinnati, Baltimore, and I, you know people somehow sleeping on Pittsburgh despite what Tomlin's been almost every year, and here they are getting no real love for the division. So I'm curious to get your thoughts. Hopefully, we can catch up with you soon. Well, I'm uh, actually on my way to the airport to go to Pittsburgh right now. There you Perfect. go. So I will be in Latrobe at this time tomorrow, so I'm excited about it. All right. Thanks for the time, Baldy. We appreciate it. Okay. You bet, guys. Anytime. All right. That was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Brian Baldinger, ladies and gentlemen.